Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. I'm Alex, alongside my best friend, Zach. Today, we're going to talk about the Charlotte Roval. We're going to talk about the 2024 NASCAR schedule drop, some notable things that happened. Uh, I beat Zach in fantasy again. I'm so excited to talk about that, Zach. I'm sure you are stoked to talk about that. And we asked you guys about your opinions on the schedule as well, also, and we're going to respond to what you guys think as well. And before we get started, though, I want to give a Slay of the Week right off the bat, Zach, because our friend Nick Herrenberg, who we had on the podcast in Pride Month, mm-hmm. made history this weekend by becoming the first openly LGBTQ plus crew chief in ARCA. Slay. Very cool. Yeah. Slay of the Week. That was a, that was so a go really... check out that episode. Another Slay of the Week to Alex. That was a really good intro until you mentioned fantasy, but... No, shout out for real. Shout out, Nix. I'm so happy for you. Like, get that opportunity. And yeah, really cool. And again, they were on the podcast in June. So definitely check that out. Um, But yeah, I'm happy to be here today. We're recording on Sunday night. We normally don't record on Sunday night because I don't have work tomorrow. Thank you, Christopher Columbus, but not really. Um, (laughs) The only good thing Christopher Columbus did is give me a day off tomorrow. Um, Oh my gosh. But... You know, we got a lot to talk about with the Roval. Kind of a controversial... Uh, it wasn't a controversial race, but the opinions on it, I feel like... My opinion on yeah. it is, is a little controversial because I kind of like the race, but don't tell anybody. I liked it too, Zach. I, I actually liked it too. I know people on Twitter slash X did not, apparently. The Charlotte Oval Because it was Treaters. boring or whatever. The Charlotte Oval Treaters. Yeah. Like... Let's start there. We'll talk about the schedule later, but let's start there. The Roval will be back next year. Like, I'm happy with that. I thought it was going to go away, but I'm glad it's coming back. It's a really unique track. We don't have anything else really like it on the schedule. I mean, it's like a half oval, half row course. Like, I think that's... And the vibes are so unique at that place as well. Like, it's just so different, and I like it in the playoffs. Like, I do miss the Charlotte Fall Oval race at night. I do miss that. The vibes for that were crazy as well. Like the Thursday night qualifying, like you know, oh, really cool. I missed that. God, you can't but, replicate that. Oh, you know you can't. Maybe I am but, a Charlotte Oval truther. I wasn't <laughs> until you mentioned Thursday night qualifying when it's like forty degrees. Oh, wait a minute. I know, but <laughs> but still, like I, yeah. I think the Roval is a lot of fun to have. I think it's just we need to figure out the road course and short track package. We've talked yeah. about that a hundred times, but yeah, I'm happy it's back. Yeah. I and well here's the thing today's race I think had a lot of intensity in it and was it because of the playoff drama a little bit but then we also have William Byron charging AJ Allmendinger down and while you could say that you know he couldn't pass because of next gen stuff I mean also it, it looked like you know Byron couldn't catch him because the 16 car really was that fast and we saw byron like make a little bit of a mistake in the infield section with like on the final lap i believe i mean that felt compelling enough and there were guys like tyler reddick who could get through the pack it it's bubba bubba wallace even like who you know got stage points lost track position had to like claw his way back up i think that was the best road course race of the year barring maybe like chicago but that was just a completely different race completely different track circumstances so mm-hmm. 
it's hard to say that I'm not looking forward to the Roval being back on the schedule. And as you said, it's a very unique track. We don't have another track like that on the schedule, even though it's a very typical layout for like, you know, if you look at Daytona road course and Charlotte road course, they're basically the exact same layout yet. They still feel different from each other and they they look and, or rather Charlotte just for NASCAR just puts on a really good show, even when it shouldn't, we already have 600 miles of the Charlotte oval in May. I don't, I don't know if we really need another oval race. I'm kind of just not on that bandwagon, you know, and, as soon as we do go back to the Charlotte Oval, well, guess what? We'll fix the road courses and short tracks again, and then we'll have too many mile and a half. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we've been here before. We've been here before. I'd rather keep the diversity. So, and, and your point about the 600, that was kind of Charlotte Motor Speedway's argument for keeping the Roval. Yeah. So, like, we want to be able to sell tickets to two different events. That's true. And make the 600 more unique. It's like, hey, you like our product on the Ovals? Go to the 600. I mean, That's our event. That's the one time we're doing it. I like it. We're about to go to two mile and a half these next two weeks. And we just went to mm-hmm. one two weeks ago. Like, we really don't need more mile and a half in the playoffs. And I don't, I don't actually know how many are in like off the top of my head, I have to look that are in the playoffs next year. We'll talk about that later, but yeah. Um, but let's, I guess let's go ahead and transition and like talk about why I like the race. And we'll also talk about AJ Allmendinger who just never gets old seeing him win. There's few drivers in the sport yeah. where I just like, it's a popular win when AJ Allmendinger wins his energy, just, Everything we know about him, the little bit of a comeback story he had when he got banned from the um, banned from the sport because of um, substance abuse policy, right? Like, and then you know just his racing background. It's just really cool to see him in his like you know final ish stint of his career with Colleg when he wins Xfinity races and now what two Cup races with Colleg. It's just really how can you not be happy for the guy? He gets out of his car. Veins are popping out of his head. He's screaming. He's like, yeah, bro. Yeah, it's just, you can't not be happy for the guy, right? Yeah, his energy is so, so fun to watch. Like, he, every time he wins, it's just like, he looks like he won, like, the biggest race of his life. Yeah. And I respect the hell out of that yes. because it's like, this guy is so passionate about racing and you can tell it's real emotion. And I just I love that. And he said he was crying in his victory lane interview that like, hey, I don't I didn't think I was ever going to win again. You never know if you're ever going to win. I didn't think he was either. (laughs) I honestly didn't think he was either because colleague looked off. He kind of looked off this year. But it's not like I'm surprised he won because we know he's capable of just having performances like this. And we talked about him for several years like, hey, Almendinger could randomly win a road course race. And here we are. And he had to hold off, arguably, one of the top three guys this year, William Byron, as you mentioned earlier, Zach. Yeah. Like, it's not like this was a fluke win. Like, he had several restarts to go through. Just very impressive performance. And I'll be curious to see if he comes back next year in Cup or not. That seems like a decision colleagues still trying to decide. Yeah, that's... That's, I mean, so I, I remember someone mentioning, like, what if this is, like, his walk-off win, you know, like, from Cup, and he goes back to Xfinity or whatever, because, I mean, I mean, Cup is, again, it's hard, and he hasn't been that competitive this year. Surely it would have been nice if he got this win, you know, in the first 26 races, right? But um, right. he still is a guy. I mean, he can get in the playoffs. He can win these races. He's proven that. 
but mm-hmm. you know, still cool and to see. winning a winning a playoff race. That's a pretty big statement. I mean, I know he's been off all year, but he won a playoff race when it's supposed to be like best in the current in the series at that point in time. They're supposed to be winning that, but he won it anyway. Yeah. But moving on, we had Kyle Bush up there at the end. I thought he was going to win this race for quite a while. I know it was going to make the playoff cut line real close because like fourth all the way down to eighth were all 30 plus. But if Kyle Bush were to take the lead, they were going to be like only two, four points apart. It was, was going to be really, really tight. Close between and some high you and I were talking drivers. about it. You and I were talking about it during the race, like Larson and Truex. Like if Kyle Busch won that race, it would have been like two points separating Truex and Kyle Larson. Like that's pretty crazy when you think about it. Like we were pretty close to that scenario. Yeah, that didn't quite happen though for Kyle. And I don't think this is a season to like be ashamed of or anything. So I said it on the Grid Network show tonight, the post-race show that Kyle Busch did better than what Reddick did last year. He made it further in the playoffs, and this is his first time at a new team since 2008. And he hasn't been with Chevy since 07. Like, I, I think this is something to be proud of, and they'll be able to build upon it for next year. But, yeah. That was a good last showing in terms of, like, his championship mm-hmm. eligibility. That was a really good last showing, in my opinion, because he's been off these last few months, but that... I was convinced he could have won that race and he was cl- really close. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you look at the stats, he has a lot, like he has, t- he's tied for second most top 10 still the three wins. Really? He had a really good season. Yeah. He had a really good season. I mean, nothing that, you know, I think there, this was a really good race for him. Hopefully he can end this season with possibly trying to, you know, steal a win. You know, Reddick did it in the eight car last year at Texas when he wasn't in the playoffs. So right. we could see him try to do that. Go. He's going home. He's going to Vegas. True. Very true. Someone else I want to mention here is uh, Ty Gibbs. And he, I think he's going to get a win or two next year. He got fourth. Definitely. He was challenging for the oh, lead at points. He'll like, be in the playoffs next way. year. He's okay. going to win. Oh, yeah. Multiple. Re- I could see him winning multiple races next year. Like, I agree. Yeah, it's crazy because he's running. I remember like they mentioned on the broadcast, the, you know, the, the Jackson Todd, like 100 start thing, right? <laughs> like Chase Elliott got his yeah. first and win num- or start number 99. Like, Ty Gibbs, he's like ahead of the curve. I feel like, like he's running better than most drivers do on like you know their fortieth ish start, or whatever fiftieth ish. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with next year. And uh, Christopher Bell, another Toyota driver, that strategy they did at the end of stage two, and they still got stage points. You and I were texting about this because we were yeah. like, "Is this a good call?" But then Bell came out of the pit still like in fifth, I believe. And he still got stage points. He lost, like, what, three because he was second? Mm-hmm. Like, that was a really good call. He maintained that track position the rest of the race. And I think that was a missed opportunity for 2311, specifically with Bubba Wallace. Because after that, they just never really got back up there. Reddick kind of did, but I feel like if he did the same strategy as Bell, he might have finished even higher up. But I don't know. That was a interesting call. I think it was Adam Stevens as his crew chief. So yeah. good call. Yeah, that was a really good... I mean, he only finished 15th, but still, like, yeah. that, from what I saw today, that gave me a little bit of confidence for them, and they're going to some pretty good tracks for Bill. One at Martinsville last year, Homestead, you know, he's pretty good there. Um, I still don't see them in the Final Four. Like, they still haven't proven enough to me 
to do that. I mean, if you look uh-huh. at everyone else that's like in the final eight with him, right? You know, it's like everybody there has won more recently than Christopher Bell. Some multiple times. He's only win this year's Bristol Bristol Dirt. dirt. Right? Yep. Busher's yeah. gotten plenty of wins. Larson's, you know, he won Darlington. Like, that's just the thing. And Bell's just got to actually show up and execute and win. That's the only thing that's kind of... Because I don't know if he's going to be able to point his way in. You know, that's just the yeah. one thing. But he will also, then again, he did finish, like, fourth in this round, I'm pretty sure. Like, behind Hamlin and, like, Blaney and Byron. So, maybe he will point yeah. his way in. I don't know. Like, he's... I want to say he's probably the dark horse. Like I think he's probably got a better shot than Blaney, but Blaney, we kind of expect him to run well as long as he doesn't self-implode. Yeah. But Bell is just really quietly there. I think I could totally see him advancing. Uh, to leave the playoffs here for a second, someone who did have a bad race was Daniel Suarez. And I want to touch on him because I feel like I'll be shocked if he has a ride after next year. Oh. Like, this is just not looking good. Because he spun Austin Sendrick, who got into Bubba Wallace. That kind of ended Wallace's race. He was already minus 10 at that point, Wallace was. But that just kind of cemented that he wasn't going to advance. And then he had contact with Bell. I don't know exactly what happened there. But that, like, ended Suarez's day. Just messy race. And I feel like this happens a lot with Daniel Suarez. Darlington. We were just talking about him and Bowman at Darlington a few weeks ago. Yeah, that too. Yeah. because they Trackhouse signed Zane Smith, and you know SVG is going to eventually be cut full time. Yeah. Trackhouse doesn't have enough stars. Like, I feel like Suarez is under a lot of pressure, and it, he only has that one win at Sonoma last year. He's looking like he's going to go back to know. Xfinity, if you ask me, to be honest. Because yeah, he's really not do better there. Much. He's not doing anything in Cup. I just never really see him. Has he even like gotten close? Well, where did he get close to a win? Like kind of like Indy Road Course, you know. But outside yeah. of that, it's just like, where has he been? Besides, every like, time we house, talk about him, it's something like causing an accident or some kind of drama yeah, like that. Exactly. Like, Trackhouse has been off this year. Chastain got eliminated today. But Suarez is just so much slower than the one car, yeah. more often than not. And he just gets wrecked a lot or he wrecks himself a lot. I don't know something to follow next year. So he's going to be, I, I think if he does not make the playoffs, he's a hundred percent out of that car for 25. Like I, that's really Zane Smith's car and Zane Smith. We've seen, you know, he's pretty, he's a pretty solid race car driver. Like you've got to, he's coming for that ride. And I like the philosophy yeah. though. Like I, um, you know, put, show your drivers that, you know, you have to perform or they're out. Maybe that pressure right. is what Daniel needs to really race yeah. his game. So, and I'll tell you who really needs that. I think is Ross Chastain. I he doesn't run as good. Just about to say, I saw a tweet. I forgot who tweeted it, but it's like, screw Rick, Rick Hendrick for whining to Chevy about Ross in May, like after the Darlington race, yeah. because Ross has not been the same driver since, except yep. at Nashville. Like that was it. Yep. Like he's, yeah. and I think NASCAR really does need that villain back doesn't don't don't they yeah like like i guess denny's the villain but like he's not the same not kind today. of villain as he Chastain. wasn't the villain today exactly. jesus lord oh my god like we're at a road course you would think the guy who likes bumping into people would be fighting to make it through the next round but he didn't do that yeah 
So, yeah, Trackcast as a whole, that's going to be something to watch next year as well. Uh, we mentioned Denny Hamlin. He spun twice in the final corner today. Spun in the uh, qualifying just a messy yesterday. race. That's true, we did. Like, it's just, just, it's because I picked him, and then he forgets how to drive a race car. Whatever. It's a road yeah, course. He was already basically yeah, locked in. I just, yeah. uh, whatever. He, I don't, I don't just... think he went into this weekend, like, focused, which, fair. He didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. It's kind of irrelevant to the next four races, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad weekend for Denny Hamlin. Zach needs to not pick him rest of the year, in my opinion. I'm, but, I don't uh... think I'm ever pick. I always have bad luck <laughs> with him. I don't think Denny Hamlin's ever won me a race with fantasy. <clears throat> He's won me some races. I don't. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, rough day for Denny Hamlin. Finished last today. Uh, Brad Keselowski. He got that penalty at one, early in the race. It set them back. They tried saving fuel at one point, which I found interesting. He would have had more fuel than anyone, but then he had more cautions. And then he started falling back. So he got eliminated today. But someone I want to mention, the other RFK car, Chris Busher, who you and I both have in the championship four that we made it before the playoffs started. This is the first round of eight appearance for RFK since Carl Edwards in 2014. Wow. First year of the sprint That's format. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Like, Chris Busher, man. And I know it don't matter, but I sent this to Zach before we recorded. And the Winston Cup point standings, Chris Busher's only like minus eight, minus six behind Denny Hamlin. Like, he's consistent. He is so consistent. He really is. We've talked about it before, but don't count him out. He, he hasn't might, even won in the he playoffs. He might get a win. He, he could win any week. He could win any week now. Like that's the thing yeah. about him. He's won at Richmond. He's won at and Michigan. He's I. I just he could win anywhere. I feel like. And I might be mistaken, but when they were showing the points, you know, the points at toward the end of the race, and they're all really tight. I think Busher was the fourth highest in points. Maybe it was a, Bell. I've been Bell right here. Busher is fifth. He is three okay. points below the cut line. So look at that. Yeah. Busher might be the last guy to make it on points. I don't think it's going to be Truex. Truex is going to be fighting for his life. Yeah. So, like, man, Chris Busher. I just, that's so cool the, for RFK, Roush, and Brad Keselowski. I know Brad got eliminated, but, like, great season for the six team. And I, I'm very curious how Busher's performance is going to change. If maybe it won't, but I wonder if RFK is going to put all their resources into the 17. How good is that 17 going to be if that happens? Because the 17 true. and the 6 have both been really good. Makes me wonder. That, I didn't think about that. I did not think about that at all, actually. Yeah, that could yeah. 100% be a thing. Huh. Yeah, it's something to watch for. And I mentioned Truex. He tried his best to get eliminated, <laughs> if you ask me. Just, what? What's going on? He wants to go Truex, fishing. Man. He's ready to go fishing. <laughs> well, he could have, but he signed another contract. Like, I don't get that. Me? I really don't get that. I don't know, man. It is just awful. Like that, that last run, every time they would cut the Truex, and he's like hitting the wall or missing the line. I am so curious. Because, listen, the round of eight is the most normal round. Two mile mm-hmm. and a half in Martinsville. Martin, Martinsville. Surely, Martinsville. 
surely you show up to Las Vegas. Get, like, a top ten at least. No? And, like, come back and show why you won the regular season championship? It's crazy because, again, these six races could just not matter. And he could just... It's true. He could go out and win Vegas. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just... He could. What is going on? The thing is, he has no momentum. Yes, the previous six races don't matter, yet they do. They really do. They do. He did not capitalize throughout the entire playoff so far. So he is still at the same number of playoff points, unless he won a stage at some point. I don't remember. But he's still at the same number of playoff points as he was at the start. So he only he's only plus 15 going into this round. Regular season championship pays 15 points. That's yeah. all he's got. That's his only buffer. I think he went into the first round with, like, what, plus 40? I mean, Byron's win at Texas some? bumped him five points above Truex. And Denny Hamlin got a win. Yeah. Like, like he's not getting these points that other people I around mean, him are getting. My thing is that, like, you know, he hasn't performed at a high intensity or, like, at a high level, rather, since, like, what, August? August at Michigan. At Michigan. That's the last time... That race team was performing with beating hearts and like I can we can win this race. We're doing everything right. It's been two months since they have performed like that. And as like someone that plays like competitive games, it's just like there's no there's nothing for them to like work off of in these first six races. I don't know how they're going to show up to Vegas and just be fast because they have nothing going for them right now. I don't know. Right. Yeah. It, it's just not looking good. And every round, he's like right at the cut line. He was once again this time. I find it hard to see him advancing. But like you said, he could win. And then it wouldn't matter. But again, like, I wouldn't pick him for Phoenix. The way he's running. Like, I know Denny Hamlin said momentum isn't a thing. But I really think it is. Like, you see drivers go on these hot streaks. Like, Chris Buescher, he won several races in a row, and then he's been, he went on a hot streak for a while. Like, I, I really do think that momentum is a thing, because it's, like, team morale, driver, driver morale. Just all of those things are like that, so. Yeah. I don't know. Truex, I, I don't have him advancing. I didn't have him advancing this round, either. But, like, those points, it kept him in, and rightfully so. And quick little recap. Chastain, Kyle Busch, Bubba Wallace, Brad Keselowski all got eliminated in this round. Uh, Looking toward the round of eight, William Byron is plus 20, Truex plus 15, Hamlin plus 11, Larson plus three. Not a lot of points there for Larson, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Chris Buescher is minus three, Reddick minus eight, Bell minus eight, Blaney minus 10. (laughs) Quick predictions. Who are our current championship four? Well... If you don't have William Byron in your final four, I think you're a little silly, no? Because he's 20 above the cut line going in. Looking at the win totals is funny, because Byron has double the amount of wins of anybody else in the series. That's just kind of crazy to me. Six wins. It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it. And even today at the Roval, he almost got another win. Like, he's in my final four now. Can't put Truex in there. I can put Hamlin in there. From there, it gets a little cloudy. I don't even think you can lock Larson. You can't. Right. They made me a little nervous. And, mm, never mind. They're going to... No, Larson's in. I forgot Homestead's in here. 
and Vegas. I mean, Homestead's pretty, in here. Pretty good at Vegas too, right? I mean, I think you can yeah. put Larson in. I'm interested to see what Reddick's going to do because these are good tracks for him as well. They could implode at Martinsville. That's my one concern. Chris Busher, I know, will not implode, and he's already got an advantage on Reddick. So, to me, I think you take you take the four you got now. You just take Truex out of it and put Busher in. I think that's what it's going to look like. But Ooh. you got to watch Bell. Okay. Hey, Blaney, if he wants to wake up and get into the final four, I'll, listen. I invite you to. I invite him to. That'd be great. That'd be that'd be fine right. by me. I think I'm right there with you. I have Byron, Hamlin, Larson. But then that last spot could go to any of them. Truex could barely squeak in again. That'd be kind of funny, be though. Chris Wait a minute. Wouldn't that be kind of funny? Like, granted, there is no squeaking by into the round of four. Because, like, he's right. going to have to get top fives, top tens if he doesn't win. You know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. no way he's just going to squeak by. Right, and it's not like it's there's no Talladega or Roval. There's no crazy stuff that's going to happen in these next three races. So right. he does actually have to perform now. He got his six race that's by. Right. That's great. Love that. Love the system. But it's time for him to go. But even if he does advance, I still I still think he deserves it just because of how he did in the whole season. Oh. That's why I like I'm really growing on this format. Yeah, but. Feels as right. I was saying, though, as I was saying, though, I feel like you can make a case for any of them. Like Truex, like I said, Busher could be Busher of the year. I mean, Reddick could win Homestead, too. He might challenge Larson for that one. He could win Vegas. I think Reddick's a wild card. He could show up and win or maybe not. Uh, Bell, like we talked about, I don't know what he's going to do. And then Blaney, if he doesn't self-destruct, I feel like he could challenge as well. So, yeah. I really think Byron Hamlin Larson, though, are going to be at least your three of the four. Definitely. It's hard to see. It's hard to not imagine that because even if even if one of them has issues besides Larson, it's just so likely for those three guys to like win, you know, yeah, to win anyway. So it won't matter. But I don't know. Going into Martinsville certainly is going to be interesting because this is a pretty, pretty cool playoff field. We have how many of these guys are champions? We have Truex, a former champion. Larson's a former champion. That's it. Wow. Whoa. When was the last time there were only two former champions in the round of eight? I don't know. Because Kyle Busch got eliminated. Kozlowski just got eliminated. Yeah. It's probably been a while because Harvick's like, not here. Well, we don't have Chase yeah. Elliott. We don't have Kyle Busch. True. We don't, like, you know, it's like those usuals. Huh. Logano's out. Logano. The, that's the big one, too, that's missing, right? Like, I well, yeah. uh, we I'm might like, have a we might have a first time champ this year. That's a Larry like, McNugget that we need likely. to look up. The last time there were two, yeah, huh? I mean, to be fair, it's I mean, most of the time with this format, we've only had two repeat champions with this format: twenty nineteen mm-hmm. Kyle Busch, and then uh, well, Jimmy. I, I guess Jimmy kind of counts. Like uh, he wasn't a new champion. You know what I mean? But within the current within the current format, what, yeah. What I meant to say is like this format has has birthed new champions more often than not. Only three times yeah. did it not birth a new champion. So, um, yeah. Well, that will be something to follow as we you know continue for the rest of this month and into Phoenix. One month of NASCAR left. Got some cool races coming up. Should be pretty decent quality. Got some mile and a half. So yeah. that's where this car shines apparently. So. 
we'll see what that looks like. But um, yeah, Roval again. Thought it was a solid race. We talked about the playoff cutoff. Um, yeah. So we're about to take a break, and then we're gonna get into the T. We're gonna talk a little bit about F1 because they had the Qatar Grand Prix. You know, F1 they're having such a weird season, heating up at the end of the year. We'll talk about that. It's so weird. Um, and then of course we'll get into our huge schedule discussion. What they what did right. What we have some questions about. And huge NASCAR gaming news that's coming up. Stick around after the break. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It is time for the tea where we talk about the latest motorsports gossip and news. Let's go ahead and start with Formula One at the Qatar Grand Prix. Um, Pretty huge weekend. It was a sprint weekend, so they had a pointless race for no reason on Saturday. <laughs> um, yeah. For real, the sprint races, it's like I hated when they were like qualifying for the Grand Prix, but now that they're not yeah. qualifying for the Grand Prix, it, the sprint races just feel even more empty. It's so yeah. weird. I don't know. But Oscar so, Piastri... So, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I'm confused about sprint races okay. because the F1 socials were acting like Oscar Piastri gets his first win, and I'm like, but so sprint races count as wins now? They do, like, but what? they don't. You know? Like, does Oscar Piastri in the history books say he has one career win? Or is it like an asterisk and he say, has, it was a sprint race? He has, I think it's kind of like winning a Daytona duel. Okay. I, you know? like That's a good comparison. Or an, or okay. an all-star race. Like, yes, the, the, record books, the record books show it, but he has zero Grand Prix wins. But he has one sprint race win, which is, I mean, it's just another category, if you ask me, which is, okay. I think some people on Twitter get a little bit dramatic about it because they're like, oh, Oscar Piastri won a race, but he didn't actually really win the, win the race. Yeah. Like, I, I, That's I, what I kept seeing. I get I was that. like, he didn't win a race, though. But like, if those people were NASCAR fans, it wouldn't be that complicated because we have an all-star race. We have the Clash. We have Daytona duels. It's just right like grow up it's fine it's it's it is what it is he won a sprint yeah. race i it, yeah. whatever but but it, to your point it is a pretty big deal like oscar piastri yes. is a rookie like yeah. oh my god he's having a really good year like, that's so impressive p2 in the grand prix like he i think he's the next big thing i i really think he is. that he's just outstanding he's with a really good team obviously they're doing the most of that they can right now behind I mean what mm-hmm. best of the rest it's them easily the rest being not right now, Max Verstappen yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if if McLaren didn't have that slow start at the beginning of the year it'd be easy P2 in constructors I wonder like, what that's is, looking like I think it's Mercedes right now I don't know I don't I sure. think that's ca- I'm but, looking right now you keep talking but like, you and I haven't watched a lot of races. I watched today's race, and you were at a restaurant watching it, or at a bar or something. Yeah. yeah. And, like, we kind of watched it, and, like, it's okay. They're fifth. Mm-hmm. How are they fifth? McLaren is fifth in the standings. Because they were so bad at the start of the year. I guess so. That's insane to me. Like, Aston Martin had a really strong start. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It is... Mer- Whatever. I haven't really been watching, so... But yeah. But yeah. Shout out Oscar Piastri. I think he's so impressive. But uh, we mentioned Mercedes. They clashed each other on lap one, turn one, which I kind of found amusing. 
Lewis crashed out. Russell recovered to fourth, which surprised me. I thought he had more damage than yeah. that. Uh, Lewis ended up losing like a wheel and stuff in this crash. Um, and Toto wasn't there, I guess, so they didn't have Toto like screaming. They didn't have a shot of him like yelling. So Saved a I was kind of sad about that. <laughs> he did get the. He probably threw him, but we did get to see it. Yeah, in this hotel or whatever uh, he was. <laughs> um, only other thing that really happened was Max Verstappen clinched his third World Drivers Championship with five races. He from did me. it he in the sprint race. during the sprint race. Yeah. yeah, I saw someone tweet that was Max Verstappen's third championship clinching in the th- for the third time in an unusual way, right? You know, <laughs> Abu Dhabi 2021 yeah. and all that, and then the sprint race. I don't know what happened last year when he clinched. I'm not sure what that's referencing. I have. I don't know. I'll have to look that don't up. Don't ask me. I'm looking that up. But, yeah, that's a... I don't know. I, I almost said a big moment for F1, but it's like, we saw this coming. It's pretty obvious from, like, the first couple weeks that Verstappen was going to clinch early. But, um, yeah, Formula One. Uh, oh. The next race is the U.S. Grand Prix in Austin and Coda. Oh. Apparently, Max Verstappen out. in 2022... He got he clinched the championship after the Japanese Grand Prix that was rain shortened, and there was confusion if that race was going to be rewarded full points or not. Uh, so okay. Max Verstappen, all three of his championships, he has clinched in weird circumstances because he he clinched in a sprint race, which wasn't even a real race. That was the most normal one of them, if you ask me. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. fraud, Max yeah. Verstappen. And then another thing I want to mention, uh, moving over to supercars, we don't talk about supercars well, often, okay. but a name yeah, that ahead. we all know ended up winning their biggest race was Shane Van Gisbergen won Bathurst, which is a biggest race the over Bathurst there. The Bathurst 1000? That, is that what it's called? I think so. What do you mean you <laughs> think so? Well, my thing is supercars. I had no idea this race was happening, so I'm a little mad because like... If it's their biggest race, how do I not know about it? Well, it's in Australia, for one. Well, like, I feel like... Okay, maybe I haven't been on Twitter a lot. I just feel like I did not hear that it was happening. Right. I only knew because the Grid Network group chat was popping off at, like, midnight (laughs) about that race. It is the Bathurst 1000. Don't they have, like, a co-driver? In that race, where they switch, they, they do. Yeah, is yeah, that so um, cool? And, yeah, uh, the co-driver SVG has. I don't have the name on top of my head, but uh, he will be full time next year, not replacing SVG, but in a different car. So uh, yeah, pretty you know, cool. NASCAR should try that. I like. I mean, I say we should have a NASCAR endurance race, but like they could realistically have a race where it's like a six-hour race or something, and like an Xfinity driver is a co-driver to like each Cup car or cup driver like they you know they find a co-driver to like hop in for like a few hours i want nascar to add their own little class in imsa maybe for the rolex one i think they're getting close to doing something like that after garage 56 success but like add like a little class with like i don't know six cars if you want to keep it small and then do that like a cup xfinity and a truck driver or if like hendrick wants to put all four of their people in there Something like that. Well, imagine though, like, like I think it'd be fun. The imagine the Charlotte Roval race. Maybe it's not in the playoffs, but it's a six hundred mile race, and it's like yeah. it's going to take six hours or whatever. And 
you know, Joey yeah. Logano, let's, or not, that's not a good example. Maybe it's like, uh, Kyle Larson has, who's a, ha, Kyle Larson has like Sam Mayer drive the car for, Hey, he has to let Sam Mayer drive the car for like a certain amount of time. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. That'd be really That'd be fun. Cool. Yeah. Let's see what you're cooking. I, maybe that. it shouldn't even be a points race. I don't know. Maybe it should, it'd be cool. New idea for the all-star race. How about wait, that? wait. But, yeah, maybe, then it doesn't have to be long. Like Maybe for like the middle segment, each car has to use a different driver. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. I like that. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, I wanted to mention this because this is SVG's last full-time season in supercars, as we all know. Wins the la- their biggest race in his last run there. A walk-off. Um, wow. That's really yeah. cool for him. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's like Jimmy winning yeah. in his final year, which he didn't. So... <laughs> Right. So, and SVG said that he will race it again sometime. Scott McLaughlin said the same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, we'll see him do it again probably in oh, yeah. several years. Probably when he's like, you know, cool. cooling down from both both of them. Yeah. I can see it when they're cooling down from their American motorsports. Then I could see that. Right. And next little topic here before we get into the schedule. This is big. Oh, so oh, I'm so excited. So great. Slay of the week to iRacing and NASCAR. Console racing games for NASCAR are going to be good again as iRacing has gotten the NASCAR license for console video games. Motorsport games is out. They're fired. They're over. iRacing, who, by the way, basically made the World of Outlaws game the best game in the past, like, two decades. Two racing game. Let's racing game in the past two decades. I'm so excited. Oh my god! I'm gonna play the hell out of this. I so ready. trust iRacing so much. They said in their press release, like the most authentic. They're gonna put everything, Xfinity and trucks. We might even see Arca. I mean, they're gonna trailer. Have... The trailer said every driver, every track. Well, like, they have laser oh scan tracks too. Like th- certainly they're they using have them all. They're yeah. using the assets that iRacing can use, certainly, right? Like yeah. yeah. We've seen what they've done. Like with you know, especially when COVID happened, we saw what they did with like North Wilkesboro getting that scanned and like putting it into iRacing. We saw them, you know, getting the LA Clash track, like, you know, into iRacing, every the Chicago street course. Like having that ready like years before it even happened. I trust iRacing with this so much. We've been waiting for years to have a really quality NASCAR video game with a budget behind it. And this is exactly the perfect solution. It's better than EA. I I was an EA truther, but still, this is way better than EA. And you know what? I think... This is going to be even better because they're not going to rush this out. This isn't going to be out next year. It's going to be 2025. And I know that's disappointing. Like, oh, my God, we have to wait a whole other year. But look, they're going to let this game cook. Let it cook. It's going to be amazing. Like, I, oh, my gosh. They they can take all the time they want. That stupid IndyCar game that Motorsport Games is doing is going to be awful if it ever releases. It won't. there's no way that game. Oh, I'm so ready. There's no way that if that if IndyCar, if the IndyCar game releases, I will go. Where will I go? Where will I go? Will you make a post on your OnlyFans account? Mm. That you made a bet and you made? Where will I go? What race will I go to if it, the IndyCar Not, race You're happens? just dodging the question. Where? <laughs> I will go to the uh, the IndyCar challenge at um 
the thermal no, club i'm not going there no, there's no, no. way because the game's not coming out there's no way that's even a bigger lie than your bristol concrete statement yeah you're not, no. Dude, we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. We're literally yeah, about to talk but, about that. <laughs> yeah, but no, Slay of the Week to iRacing and NASCAR. Like, oh my God, that's going to change so many things. That's a huge opportunity to get a whole bunch of new fans. I mean, like you mentioned, Zach, you became a fan from NASCAR 07. NASCAR 07. Like, this Bought is huge. Toys R Us. Huge. When I was like seven yep. years old. And, and by the way, by the way, this game's going to be on every platform, even Nintendo Switch probably the switch 2 whenever that comes out yeah. like that this is i'm mind blown i'm shaking i'm so excited like it there's no question cuz to keep going on about this like there's no question of oh are they going to have xfinity or trucks because you know maybe they need to build so. maybe they need to like you know build the game up that's what that was the excuse for you technics that was the excuse for uh what's it called for uh what were they called? 704 games? 704. But before that, like uh, DMR, whatever they were called, like when NASCAR Heat Evolution came out, like there was always like an excuse, like, oh, well, the next game will be better. No. iRacing, they're going to release a really good product. It might be buggy a little bit. That's the one thing that could probably happen. It could be a little bit buggy, maybe. I don't know. But I'm, I there's no questions about it for me right now. Yeah. Like I have full confidence, and that's what I'll end off on. But even the bugginess, again, they're waiting until 2025. Like, that might not even be a problem. And like, how like long the, they're going to let this game work. I don't make video games, but certainly, like, they're using a lot of assets that, the, that already exist. So certainly, yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be, like, that buggy. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're not going to have to spend a lot of development time, like, tweaking things. Or rather, making right. brand new stuff, you would think. I don't know. Yeah. And by the way, they also have the SRX game pretty much, and they have the World of Outlaws game. So it's like they have a lot of physics down. I know those are different cars, but like a lot of this stuff, and, and iRacing in itself, obviously. Yeah. Like I'm just saying, Outlaws and SRX game, those are also on consoles. So they already have like yeah. a step ahead. This is going to be amazing. I, I can't wait. Something we won't have to wait too long for is the 2024 NASCAR season. They finally released the schedule. So we're just going to kind of go through and yeah. highlight some of the main changes or notable things. Let's just kind of go through and make comments as we go. And then at the end, I asked, we asked you guys on Twitter slash X, what are your thoughts? And we'll go through some of your guys' thoughts yeah, as well. I'm, I'm very excited to get into this. this is, I've been looking forward to this since the schedule came out to talk about it. Me with too. You. So first things first, Zach, the season does open at the Clash still. Yeah, That's back to 2500. Cool. But then... We go to Atlanta. We're going to have two super speedways in a row. Whoa. And that's so weird. That's something I would not expect them to do. And unfortunately, it's not the last time I'm going to say that in this discussion. Like, that's so weird. It's a little like, you know, when we had Watkins Glen and Indy Road Course back to back, we kind of knew that like, yeah, we don't need like two of the same races kind of back to back like that. And I feel like we're going to get that vibe Mm -hmm. after Atlanta. Although, to be fair, Atlanta does race a lot different from Daytona. We saw True. that. And it's probably going to race even more different from it. Um, my only thing, though, is like we Atlanta used to be the second race and we had we moved it because of weather issues. Well, now it's back to the being the second race. So what are we actually doing? What's the point? It's my thing. Yeah, I don't get that. It's like because uh, we're going to talk about this later, um, but I'll mention it now, too. 
because uh, Ben Kennedy made comments saying that we're doing this. So, Daytona, if you're a casual fan, you really like the super speedway racing. So, they're okay. making the second race that. I'm kind of sold so on that. So, casual though. fans are like yeah. kind of getting it. So, that's, a f- I that's get fair. That. That's fair. I get yeah. that. Because I really but don't hate it that like, much. I think because it's so different, Daytona, Atlanta. Like, at least I it's not Daytona and Talladega. Like, it's, it does, Atlanta is its own beast. Right. It's one of the, we talk about the Charlotte Roval being unique. Atlanta is one of the most unique tracks on the schedule now, like it or not. Yeah. So, it yeah. is different and than Daytona. One of our listeners has a strong opinion on this, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But, uh, very interesting. I do think there's a lot of factors here. Yeah. A very interesting start to the season. You know what's weird is the West Coast Ring is now only two weeks, which honestly, I think that's fine. I don't think we mm-hmm. need to spend three weeks out on the West Coast. I'm glad it's not right after Daytona, too, because I thought that was kind of hard on the teams for a while. Yeah. Like, I think Atlanta but, being like you, there, too, is like a nice change. But like you said, Atlanta, it rained every time they did it. So I'm just like, is this going to do that again? Well, hey, but, well, well, listen, we'll listen Alex, the second Atlanta race this year was really good because of rain. True. So maybe actually True. let Ben Kennedy cook. Ben Kennedy is like Remy Ratatouille out here cooking up the schedule. Actually, I think I trust True. Ben Kennedy. Let's keep cooking. With this. this is good. This is good. All right. So, Zach, you're near Richmond. Big change for Richmond. Both races are back tonight. They can't make up their mind on Richmond. It's okay. a day race, night if race. They sw- oh, tonight. my God. You... You just made me so mad. Like, you didn't make me mad, but that made me mad you bringing that up because they really do switch it every single year. I don't think it's do. been five years since both Richmond races stayed the same. They always switch them because they think it's going to make the racing better. Yeah. I don't know what their logic is here. It might be the heat because it was really hot in the summer. The spring race, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Like, but if the spring race. The spring race is on Easter Sunday now. That's probably why that's a night race. Otherwise, it would have been a day race. But um, it's on Easter. Right. Um. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, are people going to show up? Probably. Mm. I, in Virginia, I don't know. That's the, It's near a city. Like, I, I can see the city people showing up, but I don't know if it's like... Yeah. Are, are, that's... Uh, that's why when it was like rumored to go to North Wilkesboro, and like Matt Weaver a few weeks ago like, said like that's going to happen, rural, then something changed apparently, and that didn't people happen. People do not want to go so, to a racetrack on Easter Sunday. That's for church and family time. I just not to be Brett Griffin, but like we don't. I don't want to race on Easter, low key. I just don't. It's a holiday for a lot right. of people. But I also like that NASCAR wants to own a holiday because every other sport, they have their own holiday. Ugh. So I, I get it. Yeah. But it's like NASCAR has like no breaks. It's, o- it's only the Olympic break this year is the only break. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Richmond, I think to your point, I, they don't know what to do with it. And I think when the time comes, they're probably going to take a race away from it. They just don't know what to do with Richmond. They can't make up their mind. So eventually it's going to have one race. And it might just be the Easter race if that's a hit. I wonder like if they're going to reconfigure Richmond soon, too. Like, if they want to try to save it and put money into it. Like, if they're going to, like, do something to the track. I don't know. Because also... That's what they did with Phoenix. Listen, the facility at Richmond's really nice. It is really nice. Mm-hmm. Like, they put money into it. They don't want to take a, a race away from it. But you might be right. They might do it. But um, also, Bristol, the Bristol Spring Race that I said I'm going to... So my birthday weekend. 
Yeah. I don't know if I want to go there on my birthday weekend, but I've I, been telling y'all I, he's not going to go. I made a promise, though, and I feel like I need to go. It's also like at the end of my spring break. Which kind of works out, because then I won't have to take leave. I don't know. You're going to be indecisive, and then it's going to be that week, and you're like, I'm going to go, actually, on, like, Thursday night. You're going to text me that. And then you're not going to go. That's what's going to happen. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) It's 500. Wait. Whoa. Huh? What? It's 250. That's not right. The Food City 500 is 250 laps at Bristol. That's what it says. No. The website. Oh, why, why is it called the 500? Then? 500 miles. It's a half mile. So 250 laps is 500 miles. Normally, it's 500 laps. I, didn't, I just realized sure? that. that's what it says on the website. It might be. No one has been talking about that. Are you sure? It might. Be, I feel like they've done this before, though, where it's like a like it's an accident. Like, look, look at my screen. I just shared my stream. Two hundred fifty laps. This, okay, hold on. That's weird. I just noticed that. Huh. Every other okay. race looks right to me. That might be a. Well, well maybe okay. it's a carryover if, if, from Bristol Dirt because then they do two fifty laps at Bristol Dirt. Maybe. Maybe okay, that's why. So if that's accurate. That's a very interesting. I feel like that's probably not. Let me check correct. the Xfinity race because certainly the Xfinity race also being 250 laps means that's an error. Because Xfinity didn't do dirt. Or is Xfinity even racing Only... at Bristol in the spring? Sorry, we're getting very off topic, but Bristol's not even racing at or Bristol. I don't Xfinity's... think what you're. I don't think that's correct. But... I think it's a glitch, but that is what it says. But. Trucks is a, trucks is 150 laps at Bristol in the spring. That's I mean, probably what the dirt race was, though. So either it carried over. Well, trucks runs 200 laps at Bristol for the night race, so it's not that different. I think it's a 250 lap race at Bristol. That's it's, gonna be okay, good. I don't. That's gonna be good. If that's legit, Ben Kennedy legit, is cooking. Cool, but I haven't. I haven't seen Bob Parkus, Jeff Gluck. None of them say that. So I feel like I don't think that's... Okay, but they've been busy talking about all the other important changes. That's not an important... I'm sorry. The truck race at Atlanta Motor Speedway is called the Freight 208. Like, freight auctions, the Freight 208. It looks stupid. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So let's... Back to important schedule changes. Sorry. Yes. (laughs) You're you're fine. So, uh, Iowa Speedway talked about this last week. I'm so excited for this. Father's Day! We're racing on Father's Day. Day! Yes! Yay! Finally, why are why did we race on Easter but not Father's Day for the last like three years? That was killing me so right. much. It's gonna be NBC's first race, but it's gonna be on USA. It's gonna be a night race, yes. Which I think that's cool. It's cool. But I don't like that NBC's first race is gonna be on USA, but I guess like the U.S. Open, something with golf is happening Wait, that weekend. I thought it was gonna but... be on both channels. Like NBC no. is or what other event is? Never mind. I must have thought that was something else. But Iowa Speedway will be a night race. I'm very excited for that. Joseph Newgarden needs to run that race. Um, the race that should be at night is Nashville. That's going to be back to a day race. Don't know why they're doing that. People are going to be passing up from heat exhaustion. Yeah, I don't get that one at all. Whatever. That's, um, yeah. It was a good night race too. It, it was, was a good really race. good I don't night race. I d- again that. It, I Probably wonder TV. why. There must be some 
kind of event that's that weekend, like a golf event or something that TV was like, nope, yeah, can't can't budge. That's weird to me. Yeah. A couple other things: Chicago Street Race is back, and people some for some reason people are stuck in their Chicago land, thinking. Um, but uh, Chicago Street Race is back, July fourth weekend on July seventh. Wait, I'm sorry. Like people Freak wanted Chicago Land back. People thought Chicagoland was going to come back and Chicago Street Race would be off the People schedule. really want 20 mile and a half back on the schedule. Um, Brickyard 400 is back. It'll be the last race before the Olympic nice. break. We've talked about this as Welcome well. Welcome back, babe. That'll be fun to see. Uh, Daytona is no longer the regular season finale. We talked about this last is, week. <laughs> is not in the playoffs Thank like I God, was thinking. Because putting a second super speedway in the playoffs would be ridiculous. That'd be really ridiculous. That'd be yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah. Let's hope that they didn't do that. I Let's hope keep so. reading. Wait, where did the second Atlanta race go? Huh. But yeah, interesting. So Darlington <laughs> is not is not the regular cool season change. finale anymore, or or the playoffs. It is now the regular season finale. Excuse me. Uh, they did that, so it stays on Labor Day weekend. I think that's cool. That's cool. It's a little. I yeah. I hope. I don't want the playoff drama to take away from the Southern Five Hundred. I feel like it's going to take away from it more than it being the playoff opener. I feel like, yeah, now we're going to be focusing on 17th like, rather than who's winning the toughest race on the schedule. Yeah, that's a little... So, I, I get that there's nothing they could really do about that, but... Yeah. Whatever. I, I wonder what it's going to look like the year afterwards, though. Yeah. I'm, I hope it goes back. I feel like they're going to end up... Um, Putting Daytona back as a regular. I mean, I said in yeah, because they love that. But I said in my, I said in the Darlington episode, I think that was a perfect opener to the, yeah, to the playoffs. So, I agree. And uh oh, Zach, uh oh, Atlanta it's playoffs and oh, entering the playoffs. Both, <laughs> so is Watkins Glen. Both are in the round of sixteen. Which means we'll have two road courses and two super speedways in the playoffs. And the first and both six Atlanta races, races are Martin Truex Jr. in the day will never win a championship again. He will never even sniff a championship ever again with the way these playoffs are laid out. He will never look at that championship trophy ever again. That's crazy. Oh, I just think that's kind of wild. Michael McDowell, when he saw this, literally, I think he probably. He probably like jumped out the window in happiness. Like he's he's ready to Michael win. Michael McDowell. He's going to the Michael round McDowell's of eight. Michael McDowell's going to make the round of eight. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like that's crazy yeah. to me. You know, it's fine. I get it. What I wonder about this Atlanta change, we talk about what it's going to look like next year. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to somehow move Daytona back to the 4th of July if they can't do Chicago anymore. And then Atlanta's going to be the regular season finale. That's what I want to happen. That's what I, I want to happen. Before. You know what? It's looking. It's uh, I'm cooking. fine with. I'm fine with the Chicago Street Race. I don't get it being on the July Four weekend. Put Daytona back there and let Atlanta be regular season finale. I think that'd be awesome. I think that's what's but probably going to happen. We'll to be honest, because I, I, it sounds like we're not going to be able to go to Chicago forever. Like right. Well, the mayor, the new mayor, a new mayor was elected. So the old mayor of Chicago set the rules and all this stuff with NASCAR. Then the new mayor came in after the agreement was made and they made some new changes with that new, new administration and they agreed to them. Yeah. So, I mean, they're working with them. 
but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, Watkins Glen, I think that's a good change. Actually, I like that there's two road courses in the playoffs. I don't hate that I either. That's cool. To be honest, like two super speedways feels kind yeah. of at least yeah. it's a, again it's same thing at least it's atlanta and not like daytona in the playoffs because exactly. that would have been stupid like atlanta is it's a unique track it's a super speedway but it's not a super speedway it sh- takes skill i mean hey william byron won an atlanta race it's boring it's a boring it, it was a it, it was it's a boring win it's fine we're fine oh yeah and yeah i don't know atlanta being in the playoffs is probably my least favorite change, but I don't hate it. I don't like there being two super speedways, well, but as we keep saying, Atlanta is different. I think at first, I really hate the changes, but then the more I think about it, I really don't mind it. I really don't yeah. mind it. In fact, if you if, honestly, I think I like it more than Watkins Glen in the playoffs, because that race is going to suck. <laughs> Not wrong. Unless they do something with the um, car, that race is going to suck. Some a race that will not suck is Kansas Speedway is shifting from the round of sixteen to the round of twelve, where it was two decades ago. By the way, Kansas State keeps moving around everywhere. It's back where it was. It's our like home tracks. Eighteen years ago, they keep changing things yeah. about our home tracks. Kansas is the date, and then Richmond is the time of day. They change the clock with <laughs> Richmond, and then they change the calendar with Kansas. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um. Kansas is going to take Texas's spot in the playoffs. Texas will now be in the spring. I think that's a great change. Yeah. Texas did not need to be there. I thought Texas was going to get replaced by Coda. Because I thought the Roval was going to go away. We talked about the Roval earlier. Um, Coda is where it normally is. Um, everything we didn't mention is pretty much the same. There might be a couple like weeks yeah. difference and everything. But everything's pretty much the same. So now... Let's get into what our listeners thought. We asked you guys. So first, Avery Hage, our good friend Avery, said it's not bad. He does like getting a second row course in the playoffs. Iowa is cool. Um, no Montreal. Iowa is the uh, Montreal replacement, is what it sounds like. A backup plan. Yeah. I feel like we'll eventually get Montreal. I don't know what it would replace i mean i guess at iowa but like if iowa's like a good attendance so showing we Richmond. It. we're going to canada on <laughs> easter <laughs> you know what that, that's probably what'll happen yeah. god that'd be so dumb if we go to canada on easter oh jesus realistically i mean it might replace like god i don't know i mean it could be iowa they could pull a road america what's like yay road america's yeah. finally on the schedule jk right. we're going oh. to chicago it's gonna be the same thing Probably you're probably you know right about that. I, I think that's what it's going to be. I think that's what's going to be. Um, Bye, Iowa. We're, we're going to enjoy you while we have you. Next one we have is from Julian Spivey. They would have liked to see another new track or two alongside Iowa. But they like the addition of a second row course to the playoffs. What do you think about? Should we have had another new track sack like a Milwaukee or Montreal? Well, I mean. And then, to be honest, having one new track is kind of exceeding the expectations for me. And I know we were expecting I didn't Montre- expect Iowa. I kind of knew Montreal wasn't going to happen. I wasn't really expecting that to happen. I think having Iowa's good enough. We already have... 
Well, I don't know. It's weird because we just got rid of a lot of the new tracks that we added, right? Indie Road Course, Bristol Dirt, if you even count them as new tracks. I, so I guess some people yeah. don't. Um, um, in, in Julian's post, uh, he also said, like, it could have been, like, a previous track that was on the schedule returning. Like, like Chicago. They didn't, say, they didn't mention which yeah. one, but I was thinking, like, Kentucky or Chicago. Or Road America. You know. or Road know. America. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. I don't know. I can outside of like Montreal, which again I do want. I don't know what other track I really want them to go to. That's not like one of the billion quality road courses in America that NASCAR would race great at. Ish, yeah. Like Road Atlanta, Road America, Sebring, but that's the, we don't need ten road courses on the schedule unless maybe we do. I don't know. Um, right. Yeah, I'm kind of man. And then. Next one, another comment here about Iowa from Keith Merrick. Iowa is a great addition. He loves the Indy Oval return for the Brickyard 400. Yeah, don't we all? And he also says, and I agree with this, I think everyone agrees with this, that Homestead and Phoenix should be swapped. God. And then Keith also says he thinks this is the best 10-race playoff yet. That's a opinion. Um, Homestead and Phoenix getting switched. Yes, I 110% agree. Homestead needs to be the finale again. They're teasing us by putting it this late in the year. Stop it. Phoenix sucks. I hope the race... I hope William Byron leads all 312 laps of the championship race. I really hope he does oh, to make them change it. Oh. Um. Anyways, um, is it the best 10 race playoff ever? Well... Let's look at the diversity of it, because I think that's what the playoffs have always kind of, like, struggled with. Like, it used to be half of, like, intermediate tracks, right? Now, mm -hmm. we have two road courses, two super speedways. We have two short tracks with Bristol and Martinsville. Uh, we have, like, Phoenix and... We have Phoenix, <laughs> whatever, whatever that is, and then three intermediates. That's diversity. That's diversity. Yeah. Like, three shorter tracks... Three intermediate ovals, two super speedways, two road courses. This is the most diverse NASCAR playoffs yeah. ever. And it's honestly proportionally really set up nicely. So I think yeah. what Keith says about... I, I think I agree with that if what you're looking for is diversity. Right. No, I agree. I, I don't know if it's the best, but it is most definitely the I most think, diverse. 100%. I think like the 2020... like well, Yeah, the 2020 playoffs, I think... They were so... Di I think that was the best for its time because it was so different. Like, starting with Darlington, right. Richmond, Bristol, and then having the, you know, the Roval move, like, to the next round. Like, I think that was really cool for its time, but now it's hard to... It's hard to argue with, you know, what Keith said, so... Right. Next comment here we have from Shane Bilbrey. Sonoma and Bristol should have swapped dates. I agree. That... Should have 100% happened. Sonoma, being part of the West Coast Swing, would have been really cool. Yeah, that, And Bristol yeah. needs to get out of rain season and be in the summer and then let the second one be a few months later. I think that would... Even if a Bristol 1 was a dirt race still, I think that would be a way better call. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you think about that, Zach? Yes, because also we talk about like you know not clumping together tracks of the same type. We're going to have a four-race stretch where it's Bristol, then we go to, you know, Coda, but then it's Richmond and Martinsville. We have three short tracks and four races. Like, let's, let's, oh, well, then I guess we'll have Sonoma and Coda back-to-back, -back, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, but, you know, then, Coda a little bit. Yeah, yeah, then we'll have Bristol, uh, wherever 
Where's Sonoma? Oh, there's Sonoma. Bristol after Before Gateway. Iowa. Before Iowa. That'd be cool. Yeah. That's when they raced there. Uh, what's it called? That's when they kind of raced there during COVID. It was like June. Right. Or late May or something. Yeah. So it was a really good race. So yeah, let's go back there. That time of year. I, I think that's roughly when it should be. Yeah. And then Shane also said Nashville should be a night race. I agree. And yeah. then likes at the Brickyard 400. Popular is- opinion. I, lo- I love... That's what Indy does to people. The Breakout 400 is a big deal. We all love her, even when she was kind of problematic for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's nice to see people excited for the Breakout to come back. And then, last comment here be from L at Cephalav on social or on X, Twitter. I was trying to say, not say Twitter, whatever. Cephalav. Uh, Atlanta is a problem, is basically the summary of L's comment here. Uh, race two. Being race two after 2500 will cost teams a lot of extra money because of the crashes. And then says Atlanta being in the playoffs feels like fabricated entertainment. So you and I are kind of more impartial to it. I don't necessarily like the playoff one. But race two, I get what Ben Kennedy was ben saying. Ben Kennedy is, you know? again, he's cooking with that. That makes but a lot of sense it, to me. I do get costs for teams right that is not ideal but atlanta is different enough i feel like i don't think you we really had a bunch of bad wrecks at atlanta yet right that's the like thing that kind of they really don't oh that is there it's they, not as bad i mean they've wrecked they wrecked there the first year a lot but again we didn't really see a lot of big wrecks there now that the way they pack race is a lot more spread out at atlanta i mean yeah i think it's fine i mean to be honest if wrecking cars was a problem and costing money, it's already happening anyways at Daytona and Talladega, like Daytona mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. And it's just, it's, I mean, we're still going to go to Atlanta, like near the beginning of the season anyways, like we were doing that this year. I, I get what they're saying, but I don't think it's actually that big of a deal that they're making it out to be. If anything, you know, you could also consider, I guess it's not, I guess traveling to the West Coast isn't the price of a race car, but now they're not traveling to the West Coast as much. It's only for two weeks instead of three weeks. That's certainly saving them money. It's not right after Daytona, after they just wrecked a bunch of cars. I I think it balances out, if you ask me. So I understand their opinion on it. They're valid for it, but I don't right. think it's actually a problem. I think when we see how it plays out, I think we'll have a more solid opinion on it. Yeah. Because I, I really do get Ben Kennedy's comment about it, that they want to try mm-hmm. and keep the casual viewer. Because we're going to have Mike Joy during the Daytona 500 saying, do you like what you see? Well, we're going to have something similar next week at Atlanta. Like, he can't say that right now about Las Vegas. You know, like, that's completely yeah. different. So and I, I, it might ease a casual viewer like Daytona. It's Atlanta, a new strategy a bit more spread out. that they've never tried before. And then you go... I love when they yeah. try stuff so, like this. That actually kind of makes sense, you know. Like it's better. It makes yeah. more sense than Bristol dirt. Yeah, it does. So playoff thing, I I, I still don't like it. I think that I think Atlanta well, should be the, the playoffs are fabricated entertainment. So in that case, this is a really good idea for the playoffs. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, I'm sorry. Right. You're right. It's okay. Watkins Glen is going to be a really boring race, and that's going to equal it out. So and. Ben Kennedy about putting Atlanta in the playoffs said that it's to shake it up a bit 
and then to test the variability of our drivers before getting into the round of 12, is oh. what Ben Kennedy And said. I feel like that's what Darlington was doing to a different degree. It was testing the in, kind of yeah. the, I don't know what Endurance. you call it, like the, uh, what's that word that starts with A that they love to use when a lot of cars wreck? The attrition? Like, the, t- the attrition. T- like Darlington certainly t- tested the attrition of drivers. At, yeah. So it's kind of a similar thing, if you ask me, and... Again, from what we saw there in the summer race, this track, it's it's not Daytona. It is so different. Yeah. Well, thank you all of you who sent yeah. in a reply. It was fun to read people's responses. We need to do this. See more how often. we differentiate. That was really nice. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Some... next year I'll we'll try making it more of a common thing to do little questions like that. It's yeah. fun. So Zach. It's time for Gay Racing Podcast Fantasy. I got Tyler Reddick, who finished sixth, and you had Denny Hamlin, who finished, oh, you know, last. So it was a good week for us. Great week. Great week. Clap, clap. Clap, clap. It's okay. I'm still like, yeah, yeah. living the high off my Blaney win, so it's fine. That you know was what's a crazy? Good win, Zach. I thought about picking William uh-huh. Byron instead, so and then he finished second. Almost... I, okay, actually, I'm kind of glad I didn't pick him because I didn't. I didn't need that stress of him like almost mm. winning. Actually, I'm fine. I'll get, <laughs> you can have the point. It's it's everything happens so, for a reason. We're going to Las Vegas. If I get one more win, I will clinch fantasy championship. Good for Last you. Last year we went into Phoenix tied. Uh, you basically need wins. I don't know how else to word it for I, you. You need to get wins. I can win the next two races and then beat you in the next two races and then I'll tie. Yeah. And then I still, I don't even know if I win the tiebreaker at that point because you've won so much. I, we'd have to look into that. I feel like I have the tiebreaker. I think you do. But... It'd be close. Or we'd be tied on the tiebreaker, which then I forgot what our second tiebreaker is. I don't remember. I think it's, <laughs> it's most. probably buried in our Discord. I messages think it's somewhere. most like. Uh, seconds if i guess but then i don't, remember, I don't know probably. if we really keep track of that though it might be the most like yeah. uh points well then i don't know anyways i don't know well we'll worry about that if that happens yeah. but you you basically need to win the rest of the races i just need one more and i clinch well that's fun because it is 28 to 20 yeah are you ready to make a pick for Las Vegas. I am. I already have mine typed out. Just let me know when you're ready. Typing right now. Alright. I'm ready. Alright. Three, two, one. I'm hitting enter. I will be picking the 24 of William Byron. And Alex will be picking the 5 of Kyle Larson. William Byron got yep. that dog in him. Avery. What did Avery tweet? William Byron's average finish in the playoff is like five points something right now. Six wins. And I need, guess who needs wins? Me. Byron has six wins. You need wins. wins. Yeah, I'm picking William Byron. One here in the spring. Yeah, I'm picking him. I hope this means Byron has a horrible race for the first time in a hot minute because you picked him. Oh, it will. (laughs) Don't worry. It will. Psychology on the universe. Don't worry. It will. It just will. Kyle Larson, obviously a good pick. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm wondering 
No, we didn't pick Toyota. We, we've been picking Toyota a lot lately. I think this is the first time in a while where we're going to like a normal track and neither of us have Toyota, which is kind of interesting to yeah. me. So, but could we know Hamlin and Redick will be fast. I, Redick's really been impressing me. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, this will be a good battle. I mean, it was these two battling for the win here in the spring. So, so yeah. That's why I picked Larson. Yep. 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 So, Zach... You lost fantasy. So that means you get the honor of reading an Apple review. And I, we have some new ones. So you get to read one of the new ones. Why do we have new ones, Alex? It's bec- Why? Because I texted you saying, hey, we didn't get a new Apple review. So then you're like, okay, I will threaten the listeners. <laughs> so you made a post on Twitter and basically said watch your back or something or watch out i don't know what you said but then we got two reviews yeah it worked thanks still so yeah you get the honors still better watch your back we have a we have a read for next week you guys are you guys are safe for the next two weeks but i'm just just we gotta have a new one for every week if we can make it to the end of this honestly i feel like i'm like working with kids right now if we can make it to the end of the season with a new review everyone will get a sticker (laughs) yes exactly so this Uh, five star that's be five stars it has to be five star written although i will say there was a four star review that was really funny um but leave us five star reviews so wyatt 25 says don't forget um, the three exclamation points is that really part of their name yes sorry let me say that again wyatt 25 yay says both are very insightful um they both have very consistent opinions on racing and they definitely both are true racing fans i love listening to their tales i may even have a crush on one of them Nervous smiling emoji. <gasps> Which, so who who do you think who? it is, Zach? I think probably you, because like I feel like you're so like put together and like likable, while I'm just like I'm funny, likeable. yes, but like you're. I, I was thinking you because you're funny, mm, but I'm a little like annoying. I'm not annoying. Mm, all right. <laughs> Not to me. Well, you're just but, you're you have Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> You've just spent but, uh, so much time with me. <laughs> maybe, maybe I do. But uh, thanks, Wyatt. I, uh, whoever you have a crush on, we appreciate it. I love how they said we both have very consistent opinions on racing, as we now love the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, like we started in 2020, and we hated them. We hated the playoffs. I find so. that hilarious. So, that's... But, but you know, Zach, even consistent people, we grow and change into better people, and we see the bright side, you yeah. know? Like, we grow. That's why you're yeah. so likable. That's why he has a crush on you, or they have a crush on you. I don't know their pronouns, but... Yeah. But- well, thank you, Wyatt. Oh, man. So, next week, Avery Hage will join us for Holy Petit Lamar. Oh, my God, that's happening next week. I'm so excited. And uh, NASCAR will be at Las Vegas. We'll talk about both of those. And I'm going to do the outro, Zach, because Wait. I have nothing. Mm-hmm. Is Petit Lamar on Saturday or Sunday? 
I don't know. Because Saturday is when I, my internet at my new house is getting set up, so I don't even know if I can watch the race. I'm also you have, moving you have peac- in general. You have the Peacock app on your phone? Well, yeah, but, like, I don't... Actually, I don't know if my... I don't know what the cell service is going to be like at my new house. So, if I'm moving. Like, I'm moving to my new house. I've been living with my sister for the past month. I'm finally moving into my new house on Friday. And so, that's my weekend. I was hoping to be watching Petite Lamal while I'm moving, but we get internet set up Saturday. But, hopefully, I have good enough cell service to watch Petite Lamal on my phone. So, yeah. Yeah, so... Emsa's website sucks. I'm still trying. Why the to hell did you look? Out. I would have looked at NBC's website, but that's, that's your decision. Jesus, I don't even know. You, I, it's gonna take. It's gonna take I you can't. like 50 minutes to figure out who's running for the championship. I can't find it. Uh, Avery tweeted out. So I Avery think it's will be here. Saturday. I'm pretty sure it's normally Saturday. It, yeah, it, it probably is. I think it's Saturday. But uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, Zach can't watch it. He'll watch highlights and everything. Um, but we're going to wrap up the show here. So you can follow all of us. You can it is Saturday. Us. Okay, good. Where'd you, where'd you look? I just, Avery Hage's Twitter? I searched in Google Petite Lama 2023, and it just showed. Like, the first link huh. I can under it, it says the dates. It just... Okay. Yeah. Cool. So Saturday. Yep. Um... So anyway, you can follow us at Gay Racing Pod on all the socials, uh, threads, Twitter, Instagram, Gay Racing Pods on all those. Uh, I am now on TikTok. I've had a TikTok, but Holy. I made a TikTok today. Oh. Um, oh. I showcased all of my Team Penske merch. So if you want to watch that and watch me nerd out about those for like five minutes, you That's can do cute. that. And I'm also on, Zach and I are both on uh, Twitter threads instagram i post more than zach does though so you have to deal with that well um, i'm getting back I, into racing my racing fixations like back not that i got out yeah. of racing like i've been watching the races but like i'm like in to racing now like you're playing nascar racing 03 right now yeah. like you're really into it but um i'm at new gaiden on social zach is that dream is that gp yep that's yeah. me yeah but yeah, good episode. Love talking about the schedule. Uh, looking for, I think it's overall. We never really said it. overall. It's a pretty good schedule, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, yeah, been, yeah. yeah. We never you like capped that off, but um, but yeah, pretty good episode. Yeah. Love the roval race. Love the schedule. Um, pretty good playoffs. They're really start gonna start heating up now. Um, gonna see some pretty cool battles. Hopefully, what I'm hoping is we really start seeing like our front runners battle for the wins with each other because i feel like that's that's the one thing the playoffs always seem to lack with all the different tracks we go to it's like we never see denny hamlin versus kyle larson that much you know so right you know we got three normal races ish normal ish so yeah so we will see you guys next week to talk about petite lamar and las vegas so bye and we'll see y'all next time hey he finally said bye this week Alex has been not saying bye. Like, Jesus Christ. I, I was st- aggressively saying bye, so I'd say it. Jesus Christ. Bye, y'all.